0: Welcome back to Huskies On Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by the OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles, and we have a very special guest for our listeners today. Let me check in with my co-host and then we'll get right into it.
1: Yeah, I'm doing good, Brandon. It's good to be back on. We've got a big guest today. We kind of talked a little bit pre-show about how big of a practice it was this morning. We both heard it. Yeah, our guest said he was a little tired this morning, but it was a big
0: practice, so I'll let you guys get into it. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, that that's my alarm clock every day at this point. For those of you that don't know, we live in pretty close proximity to the stadium, so the whistles, the screams, the claps, the hits, all that stuff, we hear it early in the morning. But today, we are joined by a very special guest. This guy finished his freshman season with 38 tackles last year. He played in all 12 games, started in six of those contests. And made a very big impact in a key spot at a position where we lost a lot of people due to injury. Huskies on tap listeners, I'm pleased to say that we're joined today by Nick Routine. Nick, how you doing today, bro?
2: Doing good. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show. This is uh, going to be cool. <laughs>
0: hey, absolutely. I'm glad you took the words right out of my mouth. Basically, you know, like we said, you know, your former walk on, you're someone that truly embodies what the hard way is about. Did you expect to get out there on the field at the load that you did last year, you know, freshman year?
2: No, definitely, definitely not. I mean, I came in, like, not playing linebacker at all in high school. I was a safety. And to be honest with you guys, I didn't really know I was playing a linebacker here until I saw uh, a picture Coach Hammock tweeted about when I committed, and it said, like, my name and then outside linebacker next to it. And then obviously being a walk-on, I mean, I didn't know necessarily how I was going to be treated So I just was coming in here, I mean, expected to work hard, but I really, really didn't think I was going to see a lot of action. So definitely that was a a big surprise for me.
0: So that was one thing that I noticed when I did the show notes. I noticed you played quarterback, free safety, and running back at Fremd which is yeah. a very popular school in the Chicagoland area. I'm sure everyone that's a has heard of it. How would you say, you know, you being a safety, and, and we see it all the time in the NFL uh, at the college level, where you can be kind of like a hybrid safety, but come up and play in the box. How would you say that's prepared you, especially for defending the pass at the college level?
2: I mean, it's definitely uh, helped me out a lot as far as uh, like the footwork and stuff that goes into like defending the pass. I mean, if, I, if I'm being honest, uh, my high school coach can attest to this too. I, was, I wasn't really a good uh, pass coverage safety because I just, I just kind of wanted to come down in the box and hit someone. So that was kind of my deal. But I mean, it's definitely helped as far as the footwork and pass, but it's good.
1: As far as like the
2: knowledge of the sport
1: goes, how does that play into it knowing that you have played multiple positions around the field?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the reason I necessarily get by, because I'm not uh, necessarily the, the fastest guy or the strongest guy, but I would say uh, I'm a pretty smart football player and having that background with different positions, and even last year, I got to play as our rover position. The first time I ever played it was in uh, the Vanderbilt game, like in action, so that was a little different, but yeah, that now definitely has helped me out, become the football player that I am
0: today, so... Oh, you're good, brother. You're good. (laughs) So we got to ask you, we've asked everyone that we've had on post this crazy mess of a year that we're calling 2020. What was the most challenging part for you during this strange off season?
2: I guess the strangest part was just kind of like not staying locked in, but like, I don't know. It was just weird, like not, not having spring football practice. I mean, I was, I was really looking forward to that because that was really going to help me and a lot of the other young guys on the team really forward their knowledge of our defense and just kind of kind of our scheme overall so that was definitely a tough thing to lose and then i mean it just kind of was so all over the place as far as not knowing what was going to happen if we were going to play what workouts were going to look like just all that stuff it was just kind of difficult for myself and definitely a lot of guys on the team to just kind of look at the big picture as far as football comeback eventually so that was that was definitely the, the toughest thing
1: fast forward a few weeks the schedule gets released. It's a six game schedule, three at home, three on the road. What were your initial thoughts when that schedule first got released and you saw who you were going to play this year?
2: Um, I mean, I was excited. I mean, football's football. Everyone on the team loves to play. it. So as soon as the schedule was, was released, I mean, everyone, everyone was thrilled that we were going to have a season. And I mean, we're a young team, but I think we'll match up well uh, to our opponents. So
0: that's one thing that we've said a lot on this podcast. I think a lot of uh the blue check marks and the people that wear suits and their Twitter avies are all kind of downplaying us because we're a young team, but we do have talent all across the board loaded with depth. One thing I wanted to ask you, we talked about a little bit earlier, with you being a walk-on, Take us through, like, what was your moment? I know we saw today with Trayvon Rudolph at the beginning of practice, catching the ball, not even realizing it. Like, he just brought yeah. the ball back. And that's the thing, too. He didn't even celebrate. Just brought the ball back to the huddle. Like, he, he's used to making that play, so he knows. Then Hammock had to tell him, hey, bro, look at the ball. Gets his yeah, scholarship. Yeah. What was your moment? Take us through the phone call, the the moment. How did that, how did that all go?
2: <laughs> uh, this is actually a funny story. So, uh, me and my roommate now, uh, Tristan Tavis, we were big special teams guys. And then obviously I got to see some action just because of injuries and stuff, but we were walking out to practice one day. It wasn't really like a big deal. And yeah, we were walking out to practice. We touched the Husky and then coach Hammett called both of us over and it was just kind of like, yeah, you guys are on scholarship. <laughs> and me and Tristan uh, necessarily didn't really, we kind of like looked at each other and was like, like, Oh, like, cool. Like, like we don't got to pay for school anymore. Like we fulfilled our dream. So it wasn't really necessarily like a big thing like Trey had, but I mean, I mean, it, it was awesome to definitely be put on scholarship, especially after uh, the hard work that uh, myself and uh, he put in. So that was definitely, definitely still a cool moment, even though it wasn't as crazy as Trey's, but.
0: Yeah, still a great moment. One thing we've yeah. been trying to get trending and really has to be one of our other nicknames is walk on you because coach hammock has been rewarding walk-ons in full effect. And he's always talked about, at least in the conversations that I've had with him that although he's a great recruiter and going out and getting new players, he's very good at recruiting his own and rewarding his own. So we definitely tip our hats to coach for that.
1: You brought on talking about being a walk-on and, and the job that coach hammock does at recruiting your brother, <laughs> Received a preferred walk-on from Coach Hammock. What does it feel like knowing that you and your brother could potentially be
2: suiting up in Northern Illinois together? You can't get much better than that. Me and uh, my little brother are very close. So obviously we're going to try to get him here. I mean, yeah, that would just that would just be great. I mean, he's, he's my best friend. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I appreciate Coach Hammock for doing that. So... Is Coach know.
1: Hammock, like, letting you play the role as the recruiter here? Like, I almost feel like letting you do the job for him to get your brother to come here. It's almost got to be the easiest job in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm his brother. So uh, after they gave him the PWO, which I didn't really know they were going to do, obviously I texted him was telling him, congrats. Like we want you here. Like, so I'm going to start to uh, get on his case a little more to see uh, if he wants to uh, be a part of Husky nation.
1: I'm sure the family talks around the Thanksgiving dinner table (laughs) will be interesting this year.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah, and I got to say, we all know how Coach Hammock recruits. I'm sure he'll get to this point of the podcast and uh, shake his head, Ethan, because you know he's handwriting those letters and doing all the work himself, but a little assist from Mr. Routine definitely would help. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I got to ask you, to make that transition that you made last year at such a physical position such as linebacker, what was your welcome to the NCAA moment?
2: I would say really just the Central Michigan game. I mean – I just came off the week of Akron where we had a big win defensively and uh, I was able to get a pick six. So I was feeling uh, I was feeling all right about that. And then the Central Michigan game, I mean, those dudes are just they're They're cracking me left and right. So that was definitely my welcome to the NCAA being a 208 pound linebacker as a true freshman. So that was definitely a good awakening. <laughs>
0: I will definitely say you cannot take the heart away from you last year. You definitely produced in spots that as a freshman at your position and your size, not too many people expected you to produce at the clip that you didn't. We were in the Faddies Village for that touchdown. It was electric. We love to see the pick six, love to see the linebackers get involved. And you guys actually have, you know, now that most people are coming back from uh, injury, you have quite a veteran group and definitely good people to learn from. We know it's only been one season, but what were your top three memories from last season? My top three memories from
2: last season. Let's see. Uh probably number one is uh probably the pick six, just because I don't know, that was just a very cool moment for myself and for my family. So that was that was pretty awesome. Let's see, second memory. I, I really can't point out like a mem- like a good memory besides that. I mean, not not that the times weren't good, but there's so many. So many good memories that, like, come together with just traveling and, like, like just being around the team. So, I mean, those are memories that will last a lifetime. To be honest with you guys, I can't really point two more that stick out to me, so. <laughs>
1: I'll bring up a memory from August. Coach Hammock named you the early MVP candidate of the uh, the softball league there. Uh, so sorry. I got to ask you, you just talked about making big plays as well. What is more fun? You played baseball in high school. Is it more fun
2: making a big tackle, big interception like that? Is,
1: is hitting a home run better than that?
2: To be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't much of a home run hitter in high school. Uh, I was really a, a big uh, base hit, uh, hit it to the opposite field guy because I was surprisingly a, uh, a leadoff hitter. But I mean, both of the sports have played a big role in my life, and I mean, I, I think I like hitting people more. That's why I'm not playing uh, college baseball. But yeah, and the whole softball thing that was that was a good time. We uh, we beat the coaches pretty good, but uh, took a tough loss in the championship. So
0: you hate to see it. I gotta yeah. ask you, so, <laughs> as someone who had success not only in you know so far in your young college career but had a really successful, high school career, I see that you were invited to like the Bears-Packers game to be honored. Can you take us through how you earned that and how that whole experience was?
2: Yeah, so um, I think I got the Bears, uh, or I think they call it the Chicago Bears, uh, All-Star Player of the Week. Um, I got that for uh, the game we played against Hoffman Estates, and uh, the last three weeks of our senior season, or my senior season, was uh, like a must win, and the year before my junior year, we were not a great football team. We didn't make the playoffs for the first time. And I don't know how many years uh, in my high school's history, but uh, so my senior year, uh, we had a good, good group of seniors that really came together. And yeah, so, so it was a must win game. We beat them pretty good. I had a, I had a decent game. And uh, I think the Monday that I came into school, my head coach, who was a, actually a fullback here at Northern, Lou Sponsal, he came. I was walking through the hallways, and he came up to me and was handing me a letter uh, where it said I received uh, the All Star Player of the Week, and that I'd be recognized at the Bears-Packers game. And then fast forward to the Bears-Packers game, we got two tickets given, and then a lot of my buddies and some of my family uh, got extra tickets to come to the game. So me and my dad sat in one of the end zones. I can't remember which one, and we got to uh, watch the Bears uh, beat down the Packers and clinch the uh, the playoff spot. So that was that was definitely. A cool
0: experience so so i gotta ask you it's got to be an easy question you're you're obviously a bears fan then right
2: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All
0: right. So thoughts on the team so far this year? Ethan is about as big of a Mitch guy as there ever was. My co-host on Bears on Tap dragged me into the Mitchness, and and I was full all in on Mitch, like going live on Twitter at like 9 a.m. on game day type stuff. So where are you at with the Bears as a football player who plays at one of the highest levels? We always love asking your opinion on the team. Where do you think they're at so far in the season? How do you think they finish?
2: I mean, they're winning games, so I can't really complain uh, necessarily about that. I mean, the whole Mitch and uh, Nick Foles thing, I mean, I really don't have a, have a comment on that. But, I mean, they're pulling out wins. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, later on in the season because I don't necessarily know if their schedule has been the toughest yet. But, I mean, as long as they keep winning, I, I really don't care how much, how much it's by, whether it's in the fourth quarter or whatever. I mean, as long as they keep winning – Uh, It really doesn't matter to me, so...
0: (laughs) I saw actually a graphic of, you know, how on ESPN throughout the game, like the stat analytical nerds will put together, like the percentage your team has to win throughout the game. If you look at it for the bears, it's like in the favor of the opponent for like the entire (laughs) game. And then it just (laughs) drops down to a hundred for the bears. (laughs) So We love to see that. And one thing I skipped over uh, while we were talking baseball and softball, we're both Cubs guys. Are you Cubs or a Sox fan?
2: No, definitely, definitely a Southside fan. Definitely, definitely a Sox fan. So there
0: we go. We got good coverage for you with the Sox on tap crew. They definitely get after it. So
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Brandon went with the Cubs hoodie. I went with the gray and black today. I knew what. I I knew you were a fan. <laughs> I'm still the Cubs guy, but I you know I got to support the guests here. <laughs> uh, bringing up this upcoming season, I want to ask, what is your biggest personal goal for the year?
2: I think my biggest personal goal is really just kind of to uh, mold into more of a leader for our defense. With a lot of the young guys playing, I mean, I think we're going to need a guy like that in the next few years. And then, obviously, I mean, we want to become one of the best defenses in the MAC and in the country. So, I mean, our defenses is going to be really good. So, I'm
0: excited for it. One thing I want to ask you, and you talked about it, you know, making the switch from safety to linebacker at 208 pounds. What have they got you eating? How much are you lifting? And how much weight have you gained in the offseason?
2: Uh, so... Let's see. Uh so yeah, I came in, I came in roughly at about 205 pounds my freshman summer. And then I really played the season, like you said, at 208. And then all off season, I mean, I was eating, eating and lifting, eating and lifting. I mean, you can ask some of the guys. And I came back from even winter break. Some of the guys were like, man, Nick's, Nick got a little fat, to be honest. I was a little, I was a little chubby at that point. I was probably 230. So, and then quarantine hit. And I mean I I had, a, I had a workout set like a workout uh, rack in my garage so I was able to still lift and stuff but it really it really wasn't the same I guess as what we do here so uh, right now I'm at about 225 so roughly 20 pounds in about a year so
1: you talk about the quarantine I want to kind of get your take on it because it is different for a lot of the college football athletes a lot of college athletes in general what is? A day in your life like now with the quarantine schedule, you got practice in the morning, a lot of online classes, things like that. What does your day look like now that you have to sit in your apartment, sit at your dorm after practice like that?
2: Like you said, we have practice in the morning and then usually I come back, try to get something to eat before I have class. And then after class, I try to knock out some homework because we usually have meetings and stuff in the afternoon. So, yeah, try to try to knock out some homework after that and then maybe try to get a little nap in. And then head back to the facility, watch some film, go to meetings, and then usually we have a walkthrough in the afternoon. Then I go to the walkthrough, and then uh, after that, I usually eat dinner, and then at nighttime maybe try to get a little more homework in, and just I don't know, just kind of take some time for myself because uh, with the busy day it makes life a little stressful. So you need that time to just kind of wind down at the end of the day. So
1: yeah, I love that you preach that mental health there too. I feel like right now with everything going on, there's just so much stress going on. And yeah, for you guys too to be practicing, I mean, it's a limited schedule. You guys what, got a month to ramp up and, and get ready exactly. for, for six games. And with class on top of that, it's a grind. And I applaud you guys for doing that day in and day out.
2: Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, we're not even football players and we are not with not with the online, you know, format. Shouts yeah. out to our teachers for pulling it together and rallying for us. But I'm sure you can't wait to get back into a regular classroom as well.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you never think that uh you would miss school, but I actually miss sitting in a desk and listening to a teacher talk about uh math or whatever. So
0: Bro, I need to crack my back so bad in one of those desks. <laughs> yeah. And too, like you said, like with the working out, like I have my benches in storage, but I have my barbell and, and dumbbells at home. And it's like, Going to the gym and, and especially for you guys, you know, working out in that team environment where you guys are all hyping each other up and, and everyone's working together. It's got to be a lot different, but it's good that you were able to not have to hop any fences or sneak into any gyms during quarantine like our guys call it that. So yeah, definitely see that. And like I said, I mean, you, you know, you were able to gain from what you've said, pretty pretty healthy weight now that you're down to about 225. And, yeah. you know, for a non-football player, I told Ethan, I go, any weight gained in this year doesn't count for us because it is an oddball <laughs> year. So yeah. I, I got to ask you, so offensively and defensively, who is one person on each side of the ball that you think is going to surprise Husky Nation this year?
2: Offensively, I really think that Trayvon Rudolph, the kid that got a scholarship this morning, is really going to surprise some guys. I mean, the catches he's made so far during camp have really just been crazy. And I think a guy on defense or maybe two guys, I think James Esther, who is uh, one of our D linemen. I mean, he's, he's really going to be a presence there in the middle. So that'll be cool. And then a DB, who I think is a transfer from South Dakota State, Jordan Gandy. So far what he's showed during camp is that he's very physical and he's a tough kid. So I think those, those guys are really going to surprise a lot of people
1: you mentioned another defensive lineman pairing him up with Weston Kramer's got to be the nastiest defensive line combo in at least the conference at most the country like those two guys up front will dominate the run game the Mac obviously loves to run the ball I feel like those two guys on defense you lead in the charge that defense is just going to be unstoppable this year
2: yeah I think I mean it's just not just not them two either we got we got uh a lot of other guys that are really going to play a big role, but yeah, I, I hate I just, to
1: single them two out. I should have yeah. single them two out. They're, they're, <laughs> it's 11 on 11 for a reason, but yeah. uh, those two guys stand out the, and, and just a solid group overall. The depth like Brandon talked about overall yeah. everywhere on the team is just incredible this year.
0: Definitely, I'm just ready. I'm ready for kickoff, man yeah me too yeah you know the drill you know the the be down pias everyone do your one of one and it'll fall down like a domino all 11 will do their job and and we've already made it very vocal that you know we're working to get credentials obviously we're not your traditional form of media but we will fully embrace the fence life from our parking lot give you wealth man all the noise whatever (laughs) we can do i gotta ask you as someone who has been around the team for at least a year now you probably have made some pretty good friends on the team who yeah. are some of your best friends
2: um well definitely Tristan Tavis. he's my roommate Brett Bostad um he lives a few few doors down from me uh, yeah, he we're, always, com- he's, we're
0: coming for you that request is coming in today <laughs> he's always
2: uh at our house I mean Kyle Pugh and Lance DeVell they're the older the older two uh linebacker guys in the room and they've really been good mentors for me so we've become definitely really close but I mean to be honest we're as a team we're all pretty close we're all super friendly with each other but definitely those guys um, super close with so
1: that leads me into my question now you guys hang out a lot where's the best place to go get food in your opinion out here
2: honestly i'm a big panda express guy i love love panda it <laughs> express yeah i love panda express fushiami obviously is is a good go to it's like 9 bucks for a big plate of fried rice and steak so i mean you There's, can't go uh, wrong with that being a college student so you
0: can't go around i know yeah, what i'm getting for lunch good, now <laughs>
2: i've
0: been trying to find a reason to go to fushiyami since trey Sean told us that it was his favorite place last year oh, it's and then good. uh Lacey james he came on uh right after the basketball season he said panda was his favorite spot and honestly like yeah. you know what you're gonna get it's like everybody has their like their default order, their <laughs> A button when they go to like Chipotle, yeah. uh, Jimmy John, Subway, orange. Or I said orange chicken. <laughs> I said orange chicken instead of Panda. So you know I'm an orange chicken guy. i Also like Beijing beef, but yeah. What's your plate when you go? I know you're probably a three entree guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I get the bigger plate. I'm pretty mainstream. I get white rice and double orange chicken and the honey walnut shrimp. So it's pretty pretty basic, but I mean, I love it. So that honey walnut shrimp
1: is fire. oh it's so good
0: oh so good hey we're busting out that shrimp cocktail on Saturday for all the games
1: (laughs) yes sir every game shrimp cocktails
0: baby yeah it's been uh it's been kind of odd I mean for most people that listen to the podcast they all know that we are Notre Dame fans as well but just watching like the way the different conferences and some of the non-conferences have been going on so far there's been a lot of upsets the Sun Belt looks like the SEC this year so far (laughs) I mean there's a lot of room for teams from smaller conferences to really make some noise and get the exposure that they need for this year. And, and me and Ethan talked about it a little bit last night with the NFL game last night, that was kind of like our little ramp up for matching. Cause of, you know, before yeah. you know, we're going to have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that like for you? So, I mean, I know you played, you know, at Fremd where in high school, you know, you, you go to class all Friday and then you play your game on Friday night. What's it like to have that at the college level?
2: I mean, it's pretty cool. We get to play on TV, which, uh, I mean, obviously being a Group 5 school, sometimes we necessarily don't get that luxury. Or I guess, not that we don't play on TV, but I guess the same coverage that obviously the SEC gets. It's I mean, usually it's on, like, a, uh,
0: it'll be on, like, a stream as opposed yeah. to traditional TV. So you got to do a yeah. little digging.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's cool. We get to play on TV. There's, I mean, there's nothing else on. Like, I bet the NFL game last night got a lot of viewers. So, I mean, that's definitely a really cool thing, so –
1: what about the weather? I mean, obviously you're used to it here playing in the Midwest. Yeah. A little bit later of a start. Obviously after last season, we're kind of just ready for anything. Yeah. We're starting in or in November now, you're playing into December. What's that going to be like?
2: I mean, I know Coach Hammick said we're practicing outside every day, so by that time we'll be used to it, but I mean, you just it's something you got to just deal with playing in the Midwest. So we necessarily don't really think about it too much. So
1: I laughed the other day when I saw a comment in one of the NIU Facebook groups that was like, these last couple Saturdays have just been the absolute perfect Saturdays for college football, and we have been unable to do so,
0: (laughs) which is so 2020 of... Yeah. Yeah, bro, I've also kind of mirrored that same thought. I mean, the first, I don't remember, it was like almost a month and a half ago at this point, I think it was like Central Arkansas, UAB. And it was like, I didn't even know there was a game, but I just looked outside and I'm like, it's college football weather. Like I need to spend my entire Saturday glued to the couch with every TV in the apartment and the family (laughs) trying to watch all the games at once. But like you said, Ethan, this year, there's a very good chance we could get some snow football and that's a lot of fun. Would love to see some snow football at a matching game. And I think our team, honestly, with the way that they can run the rock and play defense could be at an advantage in a snow football game. So with you being a former walk-on who has now earned your scholarship, I saw a tweet earlier from Coach McKissick with the show me the money. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) What are are some words of advice, because we know there are still some walk-ons on the team, for them to earn that scholarship similar to you, Tristan and Trayvon?
2: I mean, the advice I have is just really don't say much, keep your head down, keep working, do all the right things. As Coach Hammock says, don't be on one of the lists that he gets from either the academic people or whoever, just kind of do the right thing all the time and just keep the course and play hard. Obviously, the things will the things will fall in the right spots for you.
1: How does that translate to the freshmen? You got any words of advice for them along the same lines?
2: I would say for the freshmen, a lot of the guys come from being the best player in the high school team. So I would say there's always a role for everyone on the team, whether right now it's you playing or you not playing, there's always a role for you. So whether that's, like I said, learning from the older guys, being a follower or having to step into a role early, like some of the guys are going to have to do, just do uh, the right thing and do your best and let the pieces fall where they may.
0: We love that. So growing up, you were a Bears fan. Who was your favorite player or maybe a player that you modeled your game after?
2: Let's see, I was obviously a big Brian her guy. I mean, being a kid in the Midwest, or not in the Midwest, in Chicago. I mean, he was the, he was the star of the defense. And then Devin Hester, too. I mean, how can you not like watching uh, Devin Hester return kicks as a little kid, you know? And you see him take one of the house. Me and my brothers used to go used to go crazy. So definitely those two guys.
0: Yeah. And I actually just saw a poll on somebody's Instagram that made its way around Twitter and Facebook. And it was like Tyreek Hill and Hester side by side and Tyreek Hill won by like 50%. (laughs) It's like the recency bias and the ridiculousness in that poll is just like (laughs) 2020 in a nutshell. Devin Hester could go the distance anytime he touched the ball and was absolute electricity. If we could have got him to figure out how to play receiver a little bit better, I think that (laughs) Bears team could have been electric. I really I, I think that you hit that really right on the head. I mean, growing up, Erlacher, Briggs and, you know, Mike Brown and the boys on defense yeah. really like me. I was a defensive player growing up. I know Ethan was. But that like growing up around that time really strayed me towards wanting to play the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No,
2: that was that was awesome. The monsters in midway. So I think
1: yeah. one thing on top of that is just how more versatile the offense has gotten over the years in college football. But I kind of want to ask you a fun question because I saw it on Twitter today. I don't remember the exact year, but it's the anniversary that Coach Hammock and Michael Turner went off. Could you (laughs) stop Coach Hammock (laughs) uh, in the Oklahoma drill? The Oklahoma, yeah. Could you stop Hammock Hammock and Oklahoma Oklahoma. drill?
2: Uh, I don't know. I heard Coach Hammock uh, used to be a a pretty tough guy. And uh, I don't know. But I think it would be a good matchup.
0: You got to get them low. I mean, big backs like that. We saw we saw what happened to Josh Norman last night. He got sent back into the shadow realm. So people got to stop testing Derrick Henry up top. He's too damn tall, too damn strong, too damn fast. You got to you got to hit him in the thigh and watch him die, as a coach told me a very long time ago. So, yeah. So real quick, Nick, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here for the day. Where can we find you at on social media?
2: I'm on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I'm not really much of a big social media guy. I think a lot of it's kind of fake, but you can catch me on Instagram at nick.routine. And then my Twitter handle is uh, routine0344.
0: So we're going to turn it around to you. Obviously, we appreciate your support and you listening to the show. Do you have any questions for me and Ethan?
2: Uh, No, I just want to thank you guys uh, for having me on. This was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. So thank you guys.
1: Yeah, I wanted to thank you first of all. Let Brandon wrap up. Uh, thank you for coming on. Great guest, is always another great interview for us. Looking forward to getting uh, started here in a couple of weeks. Getting ready for kickoff and looking forward to see what uh, you and the defense do this season against uh,
0: tough six teams. Yep. Thank you. I also want to thank you on behalf of the Huskies On Tap podcast and the On Tap Sportsnet for taking time out of your busy day. To join us here on the show, obviously, as long as you know the athletic department will permit it, we would love to have you back on at a later date throughout the season. But we do really appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck out there. Stay healthy. Stay ready, because we know last year you got your opportunity early, and we can expect to see a lot of you this season. As far as show notes and for the Huskies on Tap podcast, we'll be back with you guys on Monday. We actually have a season to preview. It's it's not all interviews, you know. We got we got a little lucky where in the off we saw. Somehow got in with the athletic department and were able to give you guys all these interviews, but now you get to get acquainted with us. And you know, I think that's gonna be it today for this episode. Stay tuned to the huskies on tap Twitter. Ethan actually set us up with an Instagram page. So if you haven't followed, go ahead and throw us a follow on there. But we got nothing else for you today and go Huskies! Yeah, I got drink
2: on living labs in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink on living labs.
0: In the with magic. Bad y- bad y- we got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. So he put me overcoming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart
2: away. Heart away. Jump in the hard away. Heart away.
0: Cheek, cheek, cheek,